0: Hello, this is Aaron and welcome back to the show. I am very excited today to have live special guest, Andrew Krapuschets, who is the founder and CEO of Red Balloon. Red Balloon, I'm going to call it a job board and we'll probably yeah. clarify that a lot going through the show. You can find it online at redballoon.work. Prior to founding Red Balloon, he was the CEO of Economic Modeling Specialists Inc, Emsi, now known as Emsi Burning Glass, which is the leading labor markets analytics company in the United States. So he comes to his new venture with a wealth of insight and experience in the world of labor markets, worked with a lot of big companies, governments, universities. Uh, So this guy knows what he's talking about. Andrew, thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me, Aaron. Nice to see you. And uh, yeah, happy Tuesday.
0: All right. So before we start in, I'll again remind you it's Red Balloon and the website is redballoon.work. There's a link in the show notes. Also, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to hit the like button. And if you're not on my newsletter already, be sure to sign up at Aaronren.substack.com. And again, there's a link in the show notes. So we established, I guess, that Red Balloon is a job board what makes Red Balloon different from all of the other job posting websites out there? Right.
1: And, and, and reality is there are actually thousands of them. I remember telling a good friend, like, hey, I left my high tech business that had a kind of a corner on the market for labor market data and analytics. And I started a job board because there's only like a thousand of them out there. And so I thought it'd be a great market to go into. No. <laughs> um, so Red Balloon, I like to think of it as an employment experience. Uh, but really, the focus is all about freedom. Uh, we, I started this, I left MZ about nine months ago and, uh, took a couple of months to try and figure out what I wanted to do. I was actually going to work on a housing development in town, which I still am doing because I need lots of projects to do. Now uh, I've got a couple of commercial properties I'm working on. Uh, but I, someone's like, Hey, you should start a job board in Moscow. That's just focused on Moscow, focused on freedom. I'm like, Oh, that will be great. So I started red Balloon. It's called red balloon. Because if you've ever been on a hot air balloon, it's a little bit terrifying and a lot bit fun, kind of like looking for a new job. And then uh, red, because everybody's moving to red states or red regions of blue states to try and uh, find yourself a little bit of freedom. And then work, part of that is because I believe in the dominion mandate, right? W- uh, work existed before Adam sinned. And so work is actually a good thing. And so I want people to get back to the joy of work. And so work. There you go. So. I started this with this thesis around freedom. I said, look, I want every employer, if they wanna post on here, they need to sign a pledge that the constitution still matters and applies to everyone and that they're gonna respect the freedom of their employees. Um, and that includes uh, not requiring a vaccination for COVID-19, right? Um, pretty straightforward. And, um, and in God's timing, I launched this literally three weeks before Joe Biden, uh, decided to put out a mandate that everybody was going to have to get vaccinated. And then the president of the United States was my best sales rep um, and I didn't have to pay him except for all the taxes that I pay. So um, so that's really what it is. It's a job board focused on freedom um, and it's it's crazy. I've never been in a business before where I get unsolicited thank you notes from perfect strangers literally every day because it's people who are like, oh my word, someone's standing up for freedom. Someone's helping me find a job where I don't have to get vaccinated or i don't have to put on pronouns on my business card or on my zoom link um i don't have to and the stories that i've heard which we can get into are just crazy of the wokeness in the workplace we're seeing today so that's it RedBalloon.work. dot work it's a uh, conservative job matchmaking for uh people who care about freedom
0: i see the free to work uh tagline and your logo on the wall behind you there for those of you who are watching on youtube uh, now, I do want to clarify, you're in Moscow, Idaho, not Moscow, Russia, although I think sometimes people would associate the politics being very similar of those two places. Uh, Moscow <laughs> is a very liberal university town. It's read in the international uh, sense of the word, right. like the American political uh, sense of, of the word. Uh, so that must be an interesting, interesting place to work. Was there a Specific triggering event, was it the vaccine mandate that was coming that made you decide to, to, to launch this? What was the actual triggering event that made you decide yeah. to, to start it?
1: No, it really was just something like, hey, I want to have a place in Moscow, Idaho, where conservatives can, if they want to staff up, they can find people who want a job, right? It really was going to, this was going to be a hobby business for me. Um, and then it was literally uh, the week of the time when Joe Biden said, hey, you know, vaccine mandate, I started getting letters from people all, well, emails from people all over the country saying, hey, when is Red Balloon coming to my area and when is it going to um, help me get a good job? You know, I remember a guy in Minneapolis, he's like, I'm in Deloitte, Minneapolis, which means I'm in the heart of the beast and I just have to keep my head down. I'm not allowed to live my values or bring my whole self to work or any of those things because um, that would cost me my job or any promotion that I could ever hope for in the future. Uh, I had one guy in Florida write me. He says, Hey, do you have a list of non woke companies? Because I not only want to work for them, but I want to shop and invest with them, which I thought was really interesting. So, um, so we've um, you know, we we weren't going to do this. And I remember I kept getting these letters. I'm like, no, it's just a local job board. Can you please leave me alone? Uh, And then my wife was like, Andrew, you're just being stubborn. You need to turn it into a real business. So I've hired some employees and we have over 1,800 employers now who are on the site, who've signed the pledge and said they're going to stand for freedom. And over 700,000 job seekers have visited the site looking for freedom, looking for jobs. And we've placed thousands of people, 700,000. There's just, there's a lot of demand for freedom in America right now, which is uh, maybe another commentary on where we are as a nation, but uh, but it's been, you know, quite the roller coaster, uh, mostly just up and exciting. But um, but we've really enjoyed it. And again, the thank you notes I'm getting every day are just wild.
0: So you started this thing basically as a hobby for your little town there in Idaho. And all of a sudden it took off, it snowballed, national demand. I know you've been doing media all over the place. You were on some national interview right before we did this it's actually hard to schedule you because so many people want to interview you. so many tv shows talk radio shows newspapers so many people watch at some point you actually have to be able to run the business you can only take so many of them (laughs) (laughs) even though marketing is important it can't be all marketing that's right Um, that's right how come there's nothing else like this in the market if there are thousands of job boards how come there's not at least one of them that if it's not an explicitly conservative job board, is just, you know, implicitly conservative friendly.
1: Yeah. No, it's interesting because, you know, even Indeed, which Indeed.com is probably the largest job board in the world. uh, They kicked C12, which is a national Christian CEO group, off their job board. They said, look, you're probably just not the right fit for us. Uh, which I think, you know, is um, indicative of what the problem is. You know, I had one executive at Career CareerBuilder uh, who's a longtime friend of mine say, you know, the thing is, you are um, going after a market niche that just happens to be half the country, right? <laughs> and if you're in business, that's like business gold. Um, but he said, but nobody else has the backbone to actually stand up and and say these things, right? He says, you're saying the things that we all think, but don't have the guts to say, and I think that's actually um, why we have a market niche, why we've been able to do this. And you're right. I mean, it's 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 wild to be on all these media interviews. When I was a CEO of MZ for 15 years, uh, I had probably two media interviews and I'm over 90 so far with Red Balloon um, in six months, which is um, I've... Uh, put through the paces. It's been fantastic. Um, and the point is that, you know, freedom is newsworthy, unfortunately, in America. But I do see a conservative awakening uh, or reawakening happening in America right now. I see a lot of businesses and job seekers who are all of a sudden waking up and saying, you know, the uh, the worldview that is destroying America Um, I'm participating in it when I work at these large businesses. I don't know know if you remember, there was that CEO of a video game company in Atlanta. And this was probably six, seven months ago. And he uh, tweeted something uh, supporting the Texas heartbeat bill, right? Just sends out a personal tweet saying, I think this is a great thing. Um, He was fired the next day by his board. And he was actually the founder of the business, Um, but didn't have enough ownership to be able to hold his spot and i had a good friend of mine say hey man we're losing all our christians in power all our you know conservative friends are losing their jobs i'm like no think about it this way he is being redeployed because the reality is he was using his substantial skill and ability to make a ton of money for a company that did not care about life did not care about free speech um, and he was making them more money than they were paying him, or else he wouldn't have had his job, right? And so now he's being redeployed to be used to go do other great things. And so um, I kind of feel like, in a much lesser sense, in the same boat. Um, this is we need more conservatives who are willing to say the things that everyone else is thinking, but doesn't have don't have the guts to say. And um, and so that's what I've been doing all over the place. And just hopefully, Red Balloon is a blessing. I think the other lesson out of this that's been really fun is whenever you make an investment in a business, or if you make any kind of investment, if your goal is just to make money, it's kind of boring. And sometimes you make money, but it uh, really doesn't make the same impact in people's lives. But if your goal is to bless people, then I think you're going to be in a position where all of a sudden, um, you sometimes make a lot of money, but the goal is to actually bless those people. I look at when I started MZ here in Moscow, our initial business goal was 50 people earning over 50000 a year in Moscow, Idaho, right? Which is a terrible business goal because um, it's all about spending money, not making money, right? Uh, but I thought if I can get 50 people over 50 in the little college town, um, I can start to move the needle on our economy. And prosperity allows people to go do stuff. They take vacations. They can put their kids in private school and get them out of the government school, they can afford a house, right? You really change the trajectory of a family when you do that. And I think Red Balloon has been the same kind of story. Can we um, use our time and effort to bless other people? And in, when, and in the process, we just had a business that went from a hobby job to a going concern, uh, but that wasn't the goal. The goal was to bless other people. And I think if more conservatives are willing to do that, I think we're going to have a better nation.
0: Yeah, well, Emsi, you built it into a rather large uh, company there in Moscow with a few hundred employees, the largest high-tech business by far uh, in town. So it did a lot for that community uh, in terms of providing jobs, paying taxes, et cetera. absolutely. I haven't worked in corporate America for a while. You you mentioned Deloitte. Um, I worked for Accenture for many years. I left there in 2009. I have to tell you, I had a great time at Accenture. Uh, I, you know, hold the company in high regard in, you know, yep. in terms of uh, the way that they've treated me. You know, I know people who still work there. They're good people. In fact, I think the CEO of the company today who I don't know personally, I think she's a Republican, they say. Yeah. And, you know, I know business executives at different companies and they're not insane people by any means. They're very smart people, care about their communities. So maybe i'm a little bit detached from what's been going on in this world but what has happened in the hiring markets and in the cultures of these companies you know maybe in the last decade or so
1: yeah and i think it has been in the last decade or so because i grew up in the san francisco bay area i did the dot-com thing down there Um, And it used to be that a conservative and a liberal could, you know, disagree at work even about touchy issues like abortion or homosexuality. And guess what? They could still go out and have a beer afterwards and still um, have a cordial conversation. And today you're just not allowed to do that. You know, what I point to as when this transition happened is you remember the Occupy Wall Street um, whole movement where there's all these people. And in that time period, big corporations were the bad guy right? You had the media was talking about big corporations, the JP Morgan chases of the world. Those are the bad people, right? And so I think the corporations were like, okay, so how do we get to keep making tons of money and maybe do bad things or maybe not do bad things, but we don't want the PR of the Occupy Wall Street corporations are bad, right? So they needed to find a way to transition. And who has the biggest microphone today? Well, we all know that's the mainstream media. So the mainstream media wanted to hear certain things about green and social and about governance. And so this is where the ESG movement was born out of that Occupy Wall Street. Well, so ESG is environmental social governance. And basically businesses um, are invested in in, by companies like BlackRock um, or State Street, where they invest based on um, their social score, not based on their financial score. Right. And so this was a transition. Well, it allowed companies like Nike to decry the sins of slavery while doing borderline slavery in company, in countries in Asia while making their tennis shoes, right? But as long as they were uh, virtue signaling the right things, as long as they were pushing on the right message, uh, they were allowed to get away with all kinds of things. And so this ESG kind of ran amok um, in a lot of these businesses where they think in companies like Disney that people want them. To uh, push for, you know, have um, Ariel come out with a gay flag. Um, they think that that's actually what people want because this ESG turned into an echo chamber where they only talk to themselves. They only know the world they live in. And you know, I mentioned Deloitte. I had a lady uh, talk to me who ended up getting a job through Red Balloon. So she said she was in two hours of CRT training. Right, that CRT training everyone's talking about in the schools is very much in the corporations today. So she's in two hours of CRT training being told effectively that she is evil because she is white. Um, and so A, super demoralizing. And it, at some point that's going to pay dividends um, when the company is trying to demoralize their workforce. B, at the end of this meeting, the I'm not sure if it was a trainer because the trainer was doing CRT and diversity um, and, and inclusion training. Like it was the whole... Um, alphabet soup of corporate training. And so the trainer gets up and basically says, I'm not sure if it was the trainer or the manager, gets up and says, you know, I wish all those va- unvaccinated people would go to an island and die together.
0: Mm. Right? Wow. So this is said
1: by an American to another American in a corporate environment. And so this lady who I'm, uh, is my friend who will remain nameless uh, is like, you know what, this is my moment to be brave. So she raises her hand and says, hey, guess what? I'm I'm not going to get that vaccine. I've got some questions about it. And of course, the room is dead silent. And then all of a sudden, two other people are like, yeah, I'm not going to get that vaccine either. And I think the lesson there is that us conservatives are the largest ideological group in America, but we're generally the least likely to say anything. But once someone is brave, when when we are brave, when we're willing to say something, we give courage to other people. And I think that's actually a really interesting, interesting principle on where we are today um, in the corporate world. You have this ESG woke, um, uh, uh, corporation. Woke Inc. is an interesting book um, talking about um, how all of this happened. I'd recommend it. Uh, and it's really dominating these work cultures. And then you have people who are finally getting fed up. And this is this conservative reawakening I'm seeing, finally getting fed up because it's gone so far and saying, you know what? I'm going to either stand for what I believe in my company, Um, or I'm going to leave. And standing might cost me my job, but it might not. Sometimes it doesn't because people flock to people who have courage. And if you have courage in your job, in your big, you know, Deloitte or Microsoft or Amazon or Apple job, and you actually speak your mind as a conservative or a Christian, people are going to flock to you or you're going to get fired. And then you're going to go find a job at redballoon.org. Right. Well, that's the way uh, it's great.
0: Yeah, that's uh, like Voltaire's famous line that it's good to kill an admiral from time to time in order to encourage the others. This, I do think right. there's, some, there's something to this notion that if we're courageous, people are dying for courage. People are in America are desperate for courage because yes. there is so little courage. At the same time, if you get yourself socially destroyed, then it, you become part of the system that uh, – you know, instills fear kind of kind of, in the rest of the people. And so something like Red Balloon that pre- creates infrastructure that allows people to be more courageous yeah, and, you know, wise in how they do it is so important. And that's why if someone on the left gets fired from their job for some crazy thing they say. They always have a place they land immediately, right? You know, they get, right. they get, they get an, a, a new gig immediately, usually a better one. Yep. Um, and, you know, you see all the time, That the left is very uh, desperate, maybe you would say, to prevent the conservatives from ever being able to cancel someone for for being a liberal. You see this, for example, with Colin Kaepernick. This guy hasn't been in the NFL in years. Yeah they will not shut up about him. They're actually still going on and on about Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. I think now they've conceded that Julius Rosenberg was was guilty, but they're still saying Ethel Rosenberg was innocent. They just never let these things go, No. Uh, whereas conservatives very often just abandon their friends and and come to the hour of need. So infrastructure to uh, enable people to be more courageous is very, very important.
1: That's right. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the thing is, you know, those other two employees at Deloitte, it was a lot easier to be brave mm-hmm. when they knew they weren't the only one that's doing it. And the, you're absolutely right. The mainstream media today really want all of us to believe that we're the only ones that think the way we do and that we're crazy, right? I was just looking at some some data. There are a number of demographic groups around America that where less than 50% actually got the COVID uh, vaccine. But if you read the media, you would never think that kind of thing. You'd only think it's small splinter groups, right? And when the you know, media up in Canada was talking about freedom being a uh, extreme right concept um, is they want you to believe that, oh, man, I guess my thoughts, I'm the only one who thinks like that. Um, mm-hmm. But the reality is that there's lots and lots of people. Um, but if you don't have an infrastructure, if you don't have other people that you're fighting with, right, You know, every... Every military strategy in the world knows you don't sit, sit and fight alone. You, uh, you find the high ground and you fight together. And I think that's what conservatives historically have been very bad at. Because um, I do think the liberals are partly to blame for the fact that we haven't organized as well as we can. Uh, but I think we're to blame as well, because conservatives historically don't uh, coalesce very well. Because if someone disagrees by 5% or 3% from you, you're like, ah, I got to go do it myself. I can't work with them. Um, So I'm hoping that's going to change. I'm hoping conservatives are willing to start working together a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and it was also the case that the major institutions of society were more neutral ground. Yes, Not to say that anybody was truly neutral, but ultimately, I'm reminded of uh, Michael Jordan's famous line about Republicans buy sneakers too. I'm like, I'm not interested in politicizing the sneaker business. I want to make money. That's right. Now there seem to be many companies that are happy to lose money um in order to prove some political bona fides at the same time because of increasing monopolization and consolidation in different sectors you know they have enough power that they really aren't going to lose all that much money as well yeah i find it interesting that companies are engaging this at the same time i open my paper every day and there's some article about a labor shortage and a talent shortage and we're desperate for talent. yep. Why would people want to impose some sort of ideological litmus test if they're really desperate for talent and have this talent shortage?
1: Yeah, I think they don't realize. I was talking to Dave Bonson uh, of the Bonson Investment Group recently, and he says he thinks that it actually is somewhat just ignorance. They don't realize they're in such an echo chamber of their friends um, and they and conservatives historically don't say anything. And so they actually don't realize that there is this huge dichotomy um, between uh, conservatives and liberals. And they think, well, there's just like a, like they believe what the media says, too, that, you know, oh, maybe one percent of the country um, didn't get vaccinated or one percent of the country reads their Bible on a regular basis or one You know, they they believe that anyone who doesn't agree with them is just a tiny splinter group and that's not going to hurt them that much. Uh, But, you know, when you start talking to these big big companies and the the laws of supply and demand still apply and they're, you know, requiring that, you know, the person with the right vaccination status or the skin color or the sexual orientation uh, to be able to hire in a very tight labor market, it's absolutely crazy. Um, And I do think that's going to show up at some point. And then I do think a lot of these companies, you know, you were talking about colleagues that you had were, you know. Republican fairly squared away, but still doing some of this virtue signaling stuff. I think when they realize that this hurts their bottom line, um, they're going to probably start to back away from those things. I know again, Dave Bonson was saying that, you know, ESG was mostly just environment. Um, they wanted to invest in companies that didn't use fossil fuel. Uh, but now that fossil fuel is up 40% this year, mm, it'll be interesting to see how strong they hold on to that ideology. So, Uh, I I don't know how it's going to play out. I think there's a lot of businesses that absolutely they are ideologues and this is the main thing they're focusing on. I was looking at a company the other day, trying to buy some desks for my office and you get on their website and all you like, you barely can see anything about desks. All you see is how much they're um, helping the environment, who they're hiring, how much they're supporting the gay community. And it's like, dude, I just want to buy desks. Like, but I think they actually think that it's, uh, you know, good for their business to virtue signal all of these liberal um, virtues, right? Um, and I don't know. I think as those start to hurt their bottom line, I think people will start to back away from it. And the only way it's going to hurt their bottom line is if conservatives are like, you know what? I'm tired of propping up the woke business I work for, and I'm going to go find another place to work.
0: Again, I'm talking with Andrew Krapuchets, who's the CEO and founder of Red Balloon which is a job board uh, focused on people who love freedom, uh, conservatives, but beyond that, no vaccine mandates, et cetera. You can find them online at redballoon.work. And again, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and be sure to subscribe to my newsletter as well. If you're not already on it, it's com, And there's a link to both of those in the show notes. What kind of companies are listing on your site. 30% of Americans work for a company that employs 10,000 or more people, presumably those large corporations who very much are concerned about the image and what the New York Times is going to think are probably not your target market. What is the kind of company that's listing on your site?
1: Yeah, I'll call them the heartbeat of America, right? It's the people who are... Um, Just focus on bringing great value to their customers, uh, whether it's a mom and pop or a startup. You know, we do have some businesses with hundreds of employees. You know, I look at a company like Trueplay down in Texas. Uh, They build Christian video games, and they said they have hired an extraordinary number of people or Caucus Room out of Colorado um, or Gavin DeBecker & Associates, which is actually one of the largest private security companies in the world. Um, They have, I think, 500 former special forces Uh, people who work for them today he's joe rogan and uh and jeff bezos's personal bodyguards Um, they work with billionaires and movie stars Mm -hmm. and uh supreme court justices and they said you know the the notes i get from people like this is every hire we make from red balloon dot work is cleansing to our culture because when you get a critical mass of people who really just want to focus on work and not try and be political activists in the workplace. It really is cleansing to the culture, which I think is really an interesting observation by one of those folks. But I would say most of our businesses are small, right? They're yeah. just people who are who are grinding away. I remember I talked to a lady who runs a small coffee shop up in Northern Michigan. And she's like, you know, I hired two people through redballoon.work um, and they're just people who wanna focus on work. And she's just absolutely blown away by the experience And she's like, I want to support freedom. So, you know, we do a subscription model. Basically, you uh, buy access to a certain number of postings per month. And a number of our employers are like, look, I filled all my positions in a historically tight labor market. I filled all my positions, but I'm going to keep my subscription active because I want to support freedom. And that's always really, really encouraging when you uh, have employers like that. They're like, look, we're all in this together. Let's uh, let's make sure we make a run at it. So um, so, yeah, business is all over the map. A uh, big HVAC company in the New Jersey area just signed up today, and they're looking for HVAC folks. Uh, we have again video game jobs, we have tech jobs, we have a lot of remote jobs. Um, and I'll tell you, the two states where we have the most job seekers is California and New York, mm-hmm. um, not surprisingly. And many well, of the them two are biggest lo- states, basically. Yeah, and they're looking for remote jobs, or they're looking for willing to move jobs. Um, and I think this is the deurbanization of America that we're seeing. And back to the name Red Balloon, because balloons help you travel and find freedom. So, um, no, but the businesses are all over the map.
0: Yeah, when you're trying to hire ex-Special Forces people, you know, the conservative skews probably help with that. <laughs> they may, you do. You may be a liberal billionaire, but you definitely need some ex delta force guys to he, you keep you safe. I, and you're not going to inquire too much about their politics, or you, know, or you might he, find yourself a, a little exposed there. That's
1: right. He said uh, something like seventy five percent of his employees would never get a vaccine, and one hundred percent of his customers think he's crazy not to not force it on his employees. Hmm. He's like, but you know, you got to balance that and really focus on bringing. Value to your customers. He says, the good news is sin is really up in the world. And so uh, he says, business is booming. I've got lots of people who need protection right now because there's lots and lots of bad things happening. So I just uh, saw
0: this article about how rich people in LA are just getting robbed and, you know, mm -hmm. broad daylight. They're just going and robbing the rich people now because they can. And, you know, it is amazing when you, what you talk about with people, even a coffee shop owner is like, I just want to focus on my coffee and not the yeah, politics. Right. And, and there you go so you know I do, I would not want to work in an employer that's all about, you know, just politics all the time and not about the business. I think a lot of conservatives they don't want to work in a explicitly conservative environment. They just want to do their job. Right. You know, I, right. I, like, that's coffee. the point. If I wanted to if I wanted to, I would work for a political organization or an explicitly political organization, if I wanted to to do that, you know, I'm a public policy guy. So I'm sort of in that world. I'm in that world, but uh, you look at, you know, you look at these, um, other people, like, I just want to like repair heating and air conditioning units. Right. You know, I just want to install new hot water heaters. Yeah. You know, I just want to do these things. I don't want to have to sit through politics of any type They're probably not listen, interested in listening to, you know, conservative politicians, either or conservative propaganda. They just want to do work, focus on the business.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. And think how much healthier it is for that business when you get employees who just want to work and not focus on all these external things. Uh, And so this is back to my thesis. I think we're going to start to see winners and losers in our economy based on some of these worldview things. Employers who want to actually stand up and protect the freedom of their employees. I think you're going to start to see those companies doing better and really winning, right? When you The American Management Association said that in 2019, $100 billion of U.S. money was lost in worker productivity due to office politics. So because of office politics, people are less productive and that productivity can be measured. And the American Management Association estimated that in 2019, it was $100 billion that was lost across all the businesses across our nation well you've got to believe that in 2020 and 2021 that number went through the roof when you've got people who aren't talking to each other face to face they're only on zoom you've got the the tension of BLM you've got the tension of covid you've got the tension like you're gonna have a dramatic spike in those office politics um, and you think about like that productivity loss is going to show up in the bottom line and businesses that can sidestep a lot of those office politics by just focusing on, Hey, everybody have your own worldview, knock yourself out. We're just going to focus on bringing value to our customers and that's it. Right. You know, you saw the letter that the Coinbase CEO put out of just like, no, we're going to focus on, you know, bringing value to our customers, not talking politics or, and he lost a number of uh, employees who wanted to use the platform of Coinbase to push their worldview. But guess what? I don't think they were super sad about losing those employees because those weren't the employees you wanted anyway. So I think you're going to start to see winners and losers. I think it's going to start to be dramatic. I think what will happen then is you'll start to see more businesses walk away from this ESG and wokeness stuff and they'll just say you know what i want it i want what those people are doing because i do just want to make money i want to be valuable to my customers and not go out of business so i hope that that's the transition we're going to start to see and i hope that red dot work is at least some of the catalysts to make that happen
0: so how does it work on the job seeker side do you create a profile or register yourself there or you simply respond to employer posts because I can imagine some people might be concerned about listing themselves on a political job site, yeah. thinking they're going to get doxxed, they're going to get attacked, you know, harassed, right. et cetera. Right.
1: On the employer side, we actually have something called anonymous balloon because we realize there's some employers that want to hire um, hardworking conservatives, but realize that there will be significant cost to um, maybe their customer base of aligning with such a conservative brand. And that's okay. Everybody's situation is different. I don't want to judge people based on that. So uh, we do have Anonymous Balloon for employers. And then for the employees, for job seekers, absolutely. You can get on the site. Um, you can put in a resume and only employers who have both signed up and are paying a significant amount, um, I mean, not a ton, but you know, 100 bucks a month for the resume access, can actually see you. And so you're probably not in danger of being doxxed because these are only employers that are pretty committed to what Red Balloon stands for. Um, or you can just go on there and look for jobs. Or, huge bonus, you can go on there and play a video game. And I know that sounds a little bit weird to have a video game on a job board, but we video have... Video game, tell me more. Pronounlandmines.com um, is... Uh, so you can go to work and click on Pronoun Landmines. And basically, let me tell you the story on this one, because that uh, sounds strange for a job board to have a video game. But one of my employees here at Red Balloon, uh, he used to work at GE Health. Um, And he's like, look, every day he'd go to school, he'd go to work and he'd tell his kids they're off to school. Like, guys, um, I have a great job. I'm earning a ton of money, but there's a good chance I'm going to step on a pronoun landmine today. And if I do, it's going to cost me my job and I'm going to come home unemployed Uh, because pronouns are being weaponized today. Uh, by people who are wanting to control other people in my mind, right? Obviously, if you want to be respectful to someone, if they want to be called sir, that's great. But if someone decides they want to be a she, her, and they have a beard and have been, you know, and God made them a dude, then you just can't do that. That's just weaponizing a pronoun. So anyway, so his 14-year-old son uh, wrote a video game. It's kind of a retro Atari-ish uh, game, but you're, you've you got to jump over these pronouns, And if you step on any of them, they blow up and you're fired. But then you go and get to go get a new job at Red Balloon. But there's also sensitivity training um, and a bunch of other (laughs) little games that are involved in Pronoun Landmines. Uh, I would encourage you to go check it out. It's really fun. And mostly it's just to poke fun at some of the craziness that we're seeing in today's workforce uh, right now.
0: If you were a young person today coming out of college or in your 20s, looking to build a career, looking to build a life. How would you approach that? You know, th- it must be different from, you know, when I was coming out of school. Yeah, uh, and just the nature of the, the the work landscape, et cetera. Should younger people be thinking different to differently today?
1: I think they should I think, you know, I think a college degree means different things than it did even 10 or 15 years ago. Um, and they need to um, just going and getting a generic psychology degree from um, fill in the blank state university is not actually going to really differentiate you, differentiate you in the workforce, but you might walk away with a hundred thousand dollars of debt. Um, and you look at the number of kids who go to be indoctrinated in Marx ideology while at college. I also think that it's uh, hazardous for the economy and for America. And so Um, The other stat that I think is kind of interesting, if you look at the labor force participation rate for 16 to 19 year olds, kind of that high school pre-college group, 16 to 19 year olds, the labor force participation rate in 2000 was almost 50 percent, meaning 50 percent of those people who are able able bodied um, uh, men and women, um, young people uh, were out in the workforce at that first job in McDonald's in 2020. Um, actually 2019, right before 2020, it was below 32%. So you have a lot of young people who simply aren't participating in the labor market. And what that means is it's an opportunity for young people who want to participate in the labor market. I think there are great opportunities today. Uh, My son does all of our video editing here at Red Balloon because he taught himself how to do it. And he, uh, you know, you can learn enormous amounts on YouTube, um, both good and bad but he learned good stuff on YouTube on how to do all the video editing. And so does it all. And I just think it's an example of an enterprising young person. There is a ton of work to do. um, And you will find a job if you're willing to work hard. Um, College, I think should be used as a tool to make you a better person. Um, And sometimes it's absolutely necessary. You know, I don't want to drive on a bridge that doesn't have an engineering degree behind it somewhere. Right. But, Uh, I do think that a lot of college degrees today, honestly, are kind of useless and uh, kids would be better served starting to work, finding out what they wanted, and then go to college for the thing that you really are passionate about and then you love, right? So my son's a good example. He's 17, learned how to do all this video editing. He's actually getting plenty of jobs, earning good money doing that type of work now. Um, And he's about to go to college and he's going to go get a liberal arts degree because he wants to be a better person. Um, And he's now, because he's built his own skill set, can uh, actually earn good money while in college and doesn't have to have a terrible job in the meantime. So I think there's great opportunities out there, but you got to work hard because sometimes freedom looks a lot like a a bunch of hard work.
0: Last question. If an employee looking to hire or uh, someone looking for a job at one of these companies wants to use red balloon other than going to the website, is there anything they need to know about getting started? Uh, and then if there's anything else I didn't ask that you, know, you think people should know about the company, please uh, let me know that as well.
1: Okay yeah, no, I would uh, go to the website. it's pretty straightforward. You can follow various social channels red balloon work at red Balloon work um, on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn and all the things. Uh, but go to the website we have also have a blog. we have Laura the labor lawyer which is not only fun to say, Laura the labor lawyer, uh, but she has some really interesting things to say about if you're an employer or you're an employee and you're dealing with some of this wokeness in the workplace, how can you push back against it without ending up in a lawsuit? Uh, So that's really useful. I've also started interviewing people who are courageous. So I interviewed people like Dr. Rod Story, who was a hospitalist and decided that it was the wrong thing to um, do transgender surgeries and it cost him his job but he went and started his own practice and is doing super well now and is being a blessing to a lot of people it's a fascinating story i interviewed gavin de becker who's our uh, security guy talking about what it looks like to be courageous in a world where movie stars all think you're crazy um, and many many other stories robert netsley who uh basically got fired from Wells fargo for um not stepping to the right tune went and started his own business focused on biblically responsible investing and now has 2 billion under management. So there's lots of good stories happening right now where people are looking for freedom and they're finding it. Uh, but it takes a little bit of courage to take that first step. And so that would be my encouragement to people like, look, inertia is strong. If you're at a big company right now and you got a cushy job and you know that if you can just keep your head down as a conservative or a Christian, it'll work. Um, you should do something different. You should stay at that business if you think you can make a positive impact. And if you can't make a positive impact, you should leave and go find a job and use your skills and your talents to bless an employer who has a similar worldview. So that's my challenge to everyone. Go to redballoon.org, check out the blog, um, sign up, put on your resume, put jobs on there. If you're an employer, You're going to have access to the best kind of workers by posting jobs on Red Balloon. But not only that, you're really going to be an encouragement to Americans because when someone stands up at work at places like Deloitte and it costs them their job and they know they can go to work and get a job with you, um, you are giving them courage because you're basically standing with them by posting jobs on there and letting them know um, I'm with you all the way. So I just think there's a great opportunity for without, you know, a lot of money or a lot of effort for you to stand with other conservatives who are fighting good battles in other places. And as we talked about earlier, you don't want to fight alone. You want to fight with other people. Um, The last thing I'd say about redballoon.work is our hope is that we will be a coalescing for a lot of conservatives. And so um, we're obviously early. We're obviously new. But we're having so much fun. So I'd encourage you, go out and be an unapologetic public conservative, and it is so much fun. Just do it.
0: Well, Andrew, good luck with your business. Again, it's Andrew Krapuschatz, who is the founder and CEO of the job board, Red Balloon. Check him out at redballoon.org. And again, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, and sign up for my newsletter, too, at aaronren.substack.com. Links to Red Balloon and to my newsletter are in the show notes. Andrew, thank you so much for joining.
1: Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it.